episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. It's me, your boy, Odin. We're going to do some things. But you know what, though? The most important part of this podcast is that we like to talk about the video games. And not just anything. We talk about everything and anything under the video game sun. I fucked that up so hard. I don't know what was going on. Like, really bad. But we're going to roll with it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are on... <laughs> Fuck that out so bad. <laughs> We're on episode 133 today. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah, 133. Holy shit. It's 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 climbing. Every week it climbs, man. <laughs> it goes up. <laughs> um like them stacks though. Like them oh jeez. <laughs> I'm gonna go like ahead them and say fat it. stacks. <laughs> fat stacks. So today we are gathered together with a few great people here. We got ourselves a colo. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> we got ourselves a DJ. <laughs> there you go. We also have Val. How's it going? How's it going, this Val? Where you say your name? I said, oh, didn't I? I, I didn't come through. I said hello. Yeah. Listen, well, listen, no, listen, I listen. I'm also got, I got, I got, I got, I'm half podcast, half like, you know, watch a sleeping child. So, understandable. Oh, she's out. We good. <laughs> we also have a Riley, a wild Riley. Saving the best for last, I see. What's going on, folks? Nah, man. This is just a Snorlax blocking the road. Got it. <sighs> Damn it. Look, Fucking... Snorlax is a very good Pokemon. It can hit real hard. Can you touch can... your toes, Riley? Can you touch your toes? Without I bending can, your knees? It's... Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> oh, man. Even with bending my knees, it's a very grueling experience. <laughs> wow. Well, it's really good to have all you guys here on today. Um, do you think that's enough banner for the beginning? Because we're just about to move or to uh, go into our news and stuff. Hey, Odin, I had a question for you real quick. What's up? This, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it should only last a second. So, we uh, used Craig last week, didn't we? Yep. We Does that mean the bullshit got cut off? Oh, oh man. Listen Sad. to the episode. Just trust me. Sad. We're, uh, I do apologize to the viewers. We are in the process of on a few things for the podcast and trying to make it a lo- little bit better for everyone here so just kind of bear with us and sooner or later uh-huh. here we will make it much better i won't for make everyone. the joke i want to make i won't make it i won't make the joke you guys can He's just re- infer what recording the joke recording bear <laughs> so just bear with us <laughs> all right we will be right we'll be right back here guys we're gonna make a quick phone call Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to get into our news section here. Now, I know a couple of us have, one of us at least has some news. Uh, Two of us, I'm pretty sure, actually. (laughs) Yep, two of us. Who wants to go first? I'll go ahead. I got two articles here. I'll let you read one, and then I'll—I I have one too. So I'm going to read one after you, and then you can read your last one. Sound good? Okay. Uh, let's go into Marvel's Avengers here. Anybody remember that game coming out? 
I Holy do. Holy shit, that's a game that exists. That is a game. That, it's a whole game. It's an entire well, depends game. Depends on your definition of a game. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Something. Well, Marvel's Avengers has come out in the news this past couple days in a very bad light. Oh. This is coming from Polygon by Austin Goslin. Marvel's Avengers XP grind is about to get even slower for some oh reason. Oh, God. They do that. Marvel's Avengers, the action role-playing game from Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix, is finally coming to current-gen consoles on March 18th, but it's also getting another change. After that date, it's going to take even longer to reach the game's max character level, because the developer is increasing the XP requirement. According to the developer, the quick level-ups and rapid XP gain was something it thought could be confusing for new players, in part because each level required about the same amount of XP to progress through, rather than requiring more for subsequent levels. This had led, quote, this has led to pacing issues such as skill points currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing and overwhelming to new players. We want each decision to invest in a skill or heroic to be more meaningful, the developer said, end quote. I'm going to stop there because you can already see the problem in that quote alone. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They're leveling up too fast. They're beating our game way too fast. You're we are doing the thing that normal gamers do? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious these, these developers have no idea how gamers work and are just. They're, they're, doing, they're doing the thing that normal gamers can do, especially when we're all too fast, in a guys. lockdown. That's depressing. That's actually kind of depressing. Just gonna say it here. You know. Yeah. They're Even coming for, sad, the same day that they come to PS5 Stay and Series X, as well as having the Hawkeye deal, DLC coming out soon. Uh, kind, of, kind of obvious why they're doing it. Little, yeah. Uh, there's even an update here from yesterday. Uh, Crystal Dynamics took to Reddit on Thursday night to provide more insight into the XP change and explain the studio's thinking. The studio said it's changing the grind because players were often leveling two or three times during a single mission, even at higher levels, because the XP wasn't scaling well enough, or it was scaling too well in this case. Quote, the problem we were seeing and hearing was that you would immediately get more skill points than you had time to review, apply, and get used to before embarking on your next mission and gaining your f next few levels. End quote, the Crystal Dynamics said. Hopefully you can see the issue here. The only issue I see here is your thinking, Crystal Dynamics. Jeez. The only issue is that they're fucking stupid. That's the issue. Oh, man. You know, okay, okay so I don't think the, the leveling, like, changes are bad uh, in general. You I'm, don't? I'm, I'm going to explain this to you real quick, all right? Coming Go from ahead. a... Coming from a game that originally the leveling up was extremely easy, Destiny 2. Um, and it, it was nice, but you really did feel like you were moving fast through a lot of And it really didn't put out a sense of importance to anything. And it, it was kind of obnoxious. Um... I do understand why they're why they put the uh, level like the ex how hard I can't word today. <laughs> Making no words, it hard, not allowed. Wow. Making it harder to level up isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
especially depending on the type of that it is. And sounding like the way that this game is, I don't think that's such a bad thing, especially if there's an ample amount of activities and stuff to do inside of it. I mean... <laughs> it has two game modes. Well, then that's dumb, and they should just keep the fast level up. <laughs> and pretty much everyone agrees that the game isn't fun until the characters are max level when you can use all their abilities. Oh, man. It's, it's because it's a fast. looter game. Yeah, it's well, fast. And the point is to build up the premium currency so you can unlock the fancy skins. Well, they're Because fails. the gear does nothing. The gear doesn't even change how your characters look. That's awful. This game oh, is awful. A lot of shit. Well, take back. They completely threw out the whole thing of Destiny because you can't even see how your character gets better. That that's frustrating. And you know what? Fuck that game. <laughs> Fuck you it. screwed up, Crystal Dynamics. You screwed up. I won't this game it. is trash, and you should feel like trash. Indeed, you failed, and you <laughs> should know that and feel bad. Definitely. Now. Is there any more to that article? That's it. All That's right. Crystal Dynamics screw up. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into my news. news. Oh, okay. Right. Well, you can you can do it after my news. Some funny news though, too, guys. Ooh, we got lots of news today. Oh man. So my article comes from GamesRadar.com by Vic Blake. And the title for this is This New Minecraft Dungeons Arcade Cabinet Offer A New <laughs> Experience. Now, a limited number of Minecraft Dungeons Arcade Cabinets are available in, the North, in North America right now. So, Mojang has unveiled a new four-person arcade version of Minecraft Dungeons called Minecraft Dungeons Arcade. Created in partnership with Play Mechanics, the arcade offers nine levels, and each player only needs to focus on three specific buttons, melee, dodge, and range. And instead of save files, players use physical cards earned in each session to empower their character with weapons, pets, skins, and items. While the arcade version still contains the familiar multiplayer, dungeon-crawling gameplay you know and hopefully love, it also offers a new take that is made available through fundamental differences between consumer games and arcade games, teased an update on uh, the official Minecraft website. Um, if you take a step back, you can see this... Uh, this refers. If you go on there, take a look at the arcade thing. Uh, what I'm going to be saying here, real quick, is going to kind of play along with it. Like, to take a step back, you can see the similarities between the two. But when you take a step into a consumer game, it's like a waltz. Uh, a, an arcade game, on the other hand, is some kind of super breakdancing speed experience. It's about intensity of the movement and surviving as long as possible. An intense burst of fun, essentially. So Pretty Mojang, <clears throat> oh yeah, Mojang says a limited number of Minecraft Dungeons arcade cabinets are currently being distributed across North America for testing, and promises more will be released later in the year. It also says it's making sure that these cabinets will be tested in arcades that follow local health guidelines in order to mitigate the risk of ongoing pandemic as well. So they're being conscious about things. That's good. So, oh, good. Look at us. Moral grandstanding. Hey. Yep. The article further goes on to point out that Minecraft <laughs> <Yep>. Dungeons... <laughs> 
Minecraft Dungeons' latest DLC, Flames of the Nether, is out now. Continues a story on from previously paid updates, taking us on, taking us all on a hor uh, harrowing trip through Minecraft's famous Nether realm. You can buy it as part of the Minecraft Dungeon Season Pass, or grab it separately. Uh, alongside the paid DLC, everyone was also treated to a free content update with uh, major new features like ancient hunts. Uh, ancient hunts are procedurally generated endgame missions all based around the nether. If you manage to survive the uh, dangerous ancient hunt missions and beat the powerful mobs, you will be rewarded with some of the top tier gilded uh, top tier gilded gear. So, yeah. A little, bit, a little bit about the new Flames of the Nether and the Minecraft Dungeons arcade cabinet that's coming out. Now, I want to be honest with you. I want the I want the arcade cabinet badly, but I don't have a place for it. It's huge. Like if you go I online and look at it, that's a lot massive. of money, and would probably be a lot of money. We're talking like easy, easy, probably five to ten k, easy. If I will works. say though, I'm glad companies are still going out of their way to make arcade cabinets. Well, I think Mojang is definitely headed in the right direction with this arcade uh, cabinet. Because looking at the images on the website, and you can even go to the Minecraft's website too, um, it's beautiful. Like it looks nice. Um, I I really really want to see these in you know like your local arcade uh, arcade places. Uh, like for us, you know, we got we have a semi local arcade area. Um, they, shoot, man. There's even like. Uh, there's even like arcades that are like bars and stuff too. Put those in there. Guarantee you have a bunch a of drug arcade. guys playing this game. A Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's, dude. I guarantee you, you will have people playing this game. One hundred percent. It is. I mean, it it'd be cool. nice to start seeing more arcades pop up because, from the sound of it, it sounds a lot like the arcade machines in Japan, where you can save your progress and you get physical yep. cards and stuff. And in Japan, arcades have only increased as the years went on instead of decreased like here in the States. Yep. So it'd be nice to see them gain popularity again and get some some newer experiences out there. Like, I'd, li I'd love to see Pokken come back to arcades. I think that'd be pretty cool, too. And for the States to get uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which is arcade, which is an arcade series in Japan, not video games. I want to get the, uh, the Pokemon arcade game. I wish I could remember what it's fucking called. It's really popular in Japan. You have the little, uh, the little coins or whatever, like little pucks with the Pokemon on them. I'm trying to remember what it's fucking called, but I can't do it. Well, that's pretty much There's all for my article. Pog came into my head when you said that, but I know that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> well, but Riley, you said you had a uh, article. Of course I do, Odin. Go it's from. It. Gamesindustry.biz, written not by Rebecca Valentine, unfortunately, by James Batzler. Nintendo will reportedly unveil 4K OLED Switch this year. Nintendo is expected to reveal the long-rumored upgrade for its best-selling Switch console later this year. Bloomberg spoke to sources close to the company's plans, who offered details on the new device's specifications and manufacturing schedule. The new Switch will reportedly boast a 7-inch OLED screen, a notable upgrade from the 6.2-inch display of the standard model or the 5.5-inch Switch Lite screen, 
both of which are liquid crystal. The OLED is expected to reduce battery consumption and offer higher contrast and 720p resolution. Bloomberg sources complain opted for OLED as a cheaper, albeit less physical. Words. Human language that I speak. English? <laughs> yes, that one. The, the OLED, blah, blah, blah. Cheaper, albeit less flexible alternative to the screens usually used for high-end smartphones. The next model is also expected to offer 4K ultra-high-definition graphics, when docked, and played via the TV, bringing the Switch more in line with the recently launched Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. However, Bloomberg notes that this may ex- ex- exacerbate, I think is the word, a long-running complaint. Maybe. A long-running complaint among Switch developers about the difference in resolution between docked and handheld mode, a gap that will only widen with the new model. So, Switch Pro's happening, guys. It's real. It exists. This is my no, only... That's only a rumor. We can't it's say it. definitely a rumor. My only issue, I think, with it the It exists, Switch, maybe. My only issue with the Switch is its processing power. Um, It's very laggy and causes a lot of issues with games that it shouldn't be causing issues with. Minecraft being one of them. I don't know if you guys play uh, Minecraft on the Switch, but oh my gosh, it crashes all the time and it has a hard time processing stuff and loading in chunks. It's pretty bad, but I manage. So. Honestly, I don't believe there's a Switch Pro coming. I don't see it. I don't. Because Nintendo's never been one to do that. No, they're not about keeping up. with. Hello, DJ. I would like to introduce you to the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, that's their handheld. It's never been with their major consoles. What is the Switch, DJ? What is the Switch, DJ? A hybrid. And also their main console, which they've never been known to update. Look. This is this is how we're going to break this down. Nintendo themselves have personally come out and said that they're not necessarily about coming out and keeping up with today's current next-gen consoles. They do like to keep themselves up to date and stay relevant, but they're not about trying to be on the same level or platform as the other higher-powered next-gen consoles. They still want to provide good content and good devices for us, but they're not really looking to peak in today's market here's my here's my argument with that article i mean could could it happen yeah probably possibly but they also just announced two brand new consoles that they're making of the switch so it doesn't seem like this is a very near future uh aspect considering the fact that they just released new uh uh not skin but like actual new special edition switches. If they were so, going to do that, they would have probably announced maybe one of them because them. obviously one's coming out for Mario. I'm still talking, sir. For uh, Mario. But like the one that they're bringing out for uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter's not supposed to drop until, I believe it said July. They have time to make this new switch if they were going to do that. So I don't see it happening anytime soon. Not saying that's not going to happen, but... I, no, Monster Hunter I, drops this month. Does my have, drop this month too? Yeah. I thought it was, I ha- I thought it was the Mario that dropped this month. Oh, wait, sl- Zelda's in this fall. They're in the spring, summer. I, ha- yeah. I have a slight rebuttal on that. 
So we're going to look at Microsoft for a second. When they brought out, uh, when, um, when they were working on the Xbox Series X and Series S, okay, one of the big games they were talking about that was going to be the Cyberpunk game, okay? They, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they made a special edition Xbox One Cyberpunk. Yeah, and they got called out bad on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see where gaming companies still make new special editions for consoles for, like, the ones that are out now instead of the ones that are about to be possibly coming out in the future. So it's a possibility still. It's just very unlikely. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, like, it's not that hard for them to fucking slap a skin on a Switch and put a digital download video game on it. Get some last-minute sales on something that they're doing away with sort of. Well, they're not going to do away with the normal Switch just because they have a new Switch. It's just like, you want the cooler thing? Get the cooler thing. Figuratively speaking here. It's not like they're going to do away with it because it takes them a while to like get re- like remove consoles from being in production. So Delete the Switch from the store shelves. The Switch Pro is... The only one. Too good. (laughs) All right. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Nintendo releases a statement. All Switches will spontaneously combust on the day the Switch Pro releases. (laughs) Go buy it. Um, Riley, is that all for your article? Uh, Yes, it is. Okay. Go ahead, Val. So mine's actually kind of funny. Mine's not really like serious video games, but it's pretty funny. It's video game related, though. So pulling from ScreenRant.com. Written by Thomas McNutley. A wanted fugitive in the United Kingdom was arrested after he came out of hiding in order to buy a copy of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta play Uh, that card. It's very important. Police officers in Birmingham, England arrested an armed fugitive when he broke cover to buy Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. While the arrest ended in a violent struggle, none of the officers were seriously injured in the arrest. Black Ops Cold War, the latest game in the immensely popular first-person shooter series, released in November of last year. While video games can be an unparalleled source of entertainment and fun, the industry also has its fair share of immortal activity. Or immoral activity. Just recently, a Japanese man was arrested after sending 37 death threats to a video game publisher, Square Enix. The man, Chiyoshi Khan, was reportedly enraged by his experience playing the the Enix Quest game, Dragon Quest of the Stars. Khan's death threats were the latest in a series of incidents in which gamers sent death threats to Square Enix offices due to a negative reaction to the publisher's games. So yeah, somebody decided they really needed that most recent co- this most recent copy of Call of Duty, and apparently was a wanted criminal. Oh my. They were willing to break their cover to buy this fucking Call of Duty game. Yes, yes they were. Why? Why did they have to go out and get a physical? Yeah, just download you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dumb. That's physical that's, media, man. Physical media is forever. That's kind of silly. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all that one is. I just thought it was funny, and I had to read it. So, all right, is that all everything? Right. DJ, you said you had another. Yes, I have one last article right, uh, coming from GamesIndustry.biz by Matthew. Handrahan, I have no idea how you pronounce that. I apologize. Handrahan. 
Hogwarts Legacy designer quits Avalanche following public backlash. Troy Levin oh, claims the decision to leave with his own promises, clarity, and a future YouTube video. I what was that, Val? I almost read this one. Ah. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy lead designer Troy Livett has quit Avalanche Software following a backlash over the content of his personal YouTube channel. Speaking on Twitter, Levitt announced his decision to leave Avalanche and said he has nothing but good things to say about the game, the dev team, and WB Games. Levitt emphasized the decision as his own, adding that he felt absolutely secure in his position. I'm in excellent spirits and very pleased with my relationship with WB and Avalanche. However, promised to clarify his reasons in a new video which will be published on his YouTube channel in the near future. Levitt's channel has at the root of is at the root of the issue, as Kotaku pointed out, his videos contain many controversial opinions, including defenses of public figures, accused of sexual misconduct, and qualified support of fundamentally misogynist ga gamergate movement, lies. These positions were compounded by Levitt's proximity to the Harry Potter IP, the creator of which J.K. Rowling has been widely criticized for her statements about the trans community. In a recent op-ed, Brendan Sinclair explored the link between Levitt's views and those of Rowling and the nature of cancel culture. So in other words, a guy quit because cancel culture was trying to ruin the game he was working on. Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck the the human race. <laughs> no, it's just Twitter. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. You're right. If, if you Twitter. sever Twitter and maybe reset era, I think things would be a lot better. Twitter and reset era just shut them both down. But yeah. I'm still excited for the Harry Potter game. It looks good. Great. I'm very interested in that game. Like, I don't even like Harry Potter as like a general franchise like of movies and books, but the game sounds really interesting. No comments from anyone else? No. <laughs> I'm not it's like we don't want to touch this. Why did you do this? What's wrong? I don't want to touch that, DJ. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's just, gaming news. We got to be hard hitting. That just it just sounds like a lot of problems, especially if I put my two cents. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'll pass. Odin, <laughs> can you say the sentence "cancel cancel culture bad" on the record? What is? I said. I said. Can you say the sentence "cancel culture bad" on record? Why? I don't think we need to go there right now. <laughs> so what we just talked about two seconds ago, Golo. That's where we are. Good. I'll pass. Next. Anyway, I think that's the news. All right. Well, we got a uh, we got Vito coming in today. Uh, I can't He's on his way in. Time. Right. Why can't you mute it this time, DJ? What's wrong with your Discord? Oh, you're the, the backup, backup guy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, no. I'm Hi, here. Just, Hello, just, Odin. Just, Hello, everyone. Just, Hello, DJ. How are you today? Just hit the disconnect. No. What you got for us today, Vito? Drop some knowledge on us. <laughs> all right, all right, it's time for this day in gaming history. This day in 2011, 
Dragon Age 2 was released in America. I don't know why I said the country for PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. You can tell this is kind of a light history day, considering I started in 2011. Oh no, that's weird. This day in 2013, Euro Truck Simulator was released to the PC. This day in 2016, Tom Clancy's The Division was released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And finally, this day in 2019, Devil May Cry 5 was released for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn was released for the Nintendo 3DS. And this has been This Day in Gaming History. I wish you all a great day, especially DJ in particular. Goodbye. Oh, okay, I'm back. Goddamn. Alrighty. Give me one hot second here, guys. Alright, so we're gonna take a short break here real quick from all this. We're gonna come back and talk about the games we've played. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody. We're gonna talk about the games we've been playing lately. Whoa. Colo, what games you been playing? Don't skimp out on me. Uh, mainly just Don't do us dirty, Cold Colo. War. Mainly just Cold War. That's about it. Just Cold War? He All shot right. the Russians. God dang it. All right. We'll, do you we'll shoot the Russians or are you the Russians? Both. Okay. Something like that. What about the Cubans? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Were the Cubans involved? I mean, that's roughly the general area of the Cuban Missile Crisis, I think. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, that's why I'm asking Colo. He's the one playing the game. I don't play Call of Duty anymore. I'm not a scrub. <laughs> I don't play bad games. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. Alright, DJ, what have you been playing? Uh, well, outside the usual mobile game, uh... The stream series lately has been Bioshock Infinite. And I am here to state, for the record, Bioshock Infinite is the worst game in the Bioshock franchise. It sucks. I don't know why people love this game. It is awful. Hmm. DJ, why There's do you hate the things that people love? Because they love they love the wrong things. <laughs> Okay, fair. All right. Any other games you've been playing? Uh, no. Still not done with Bioshock Infinite. We still got the last half of the DLC. That'll be either tomorrow night or Monday night. Did you finish all of Oraz? Yeah, that was weeks ago. I was like, a how'd month that ago. go? Did you did you win good? Did you beat the beat, beat the, the bad guys? Bro. Good job. Just remembered how much the. Main character from the Delta episode was awful. What's wrong with Zinnia? Everything. I, I remember nothing about the Delta episode. I cannot speak to Zinnia as a character. I just know she has a really cool battle theme. And was that pretty much Who's all next, you Odin? Did? Yeah, that's that's my week. Alright. Val, what have you been playing this week? I know you got oh. a decent amount of things. Val's here, uh. for real. What's, the, what's that supposed to mean there, Riley? She's here. She actually came to the podcast today, everybody. Yeah, I was I was busy, so I didn't come on the last couple weeks. I played some... 
of my Dicketeers run of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Team's looking good. We've only lost. I think we've only still lost one mod. I think about what it. the fuck? What kind of cheats are you using? What the fuck? Nothing. I what just know how to train up my Pokemon. I actually know how to train up my Pokemon and actually know how to plan things. I've been doing a randomizer Nuzlocke that has not been as lucky, though, because randomizer Nuzlocke's obviously randomized. I don't know what I'm getting, and I have wiped twice, three times. Three times. It sucks. It makes me feel better, Val. I've seen I've seen a very much worse playthrough because the rules were even far more unfair to, fair than what you're facing. Right. Well, no, here you evolve well, every level into random Pokemon. We all remember the tale of Jinji and Roadhouse the Tauros and Bug Bomb the Fortress. We remember that very well. Randomizers do not always work out. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway. I've played some Rocket I actually finished Rocket Edition. I was playing some Pokemon Rocket Edition. We finished it. It was a great time. Um, I was actually kind of irritated. I did not get to go battle through the Elite Four like I thought I would. So I didn't get to steal any Pokemon. But we did learn about uh, Professor Oak being a uh, dirty, dirty Asshole, as well as we got 26 years in prison for our lovely debt of Pokemon <laughs> thievery. The game <laughs> so, ends with you going to prison? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you become the racket boss and you have a freaking uh, bounty on your head for the number of Pokemon you stole. So yeah, I stole, I stole Lance's Dragonite. Damn. Damn. So, Did you ever get to steal from Bill? No, I didn't. I never got to steal from Bill. I was That's very so... angry about that. I still never got. It's to also steal really from funny Bill. to me that Val, like eight times, was like, "We're gonna finish Rocket today, maybe," and then that wasn't the case. No, like, she because she didn't I know when it was gonna end. I didn't know it was gonna end. I did not know when it was gonna end, and I'm glad I waited because you know what? It was fun. Anyway, uh, what else did I play? I played some. Golf. Yes, I did do golf with your friends. So I was playing that. I played some. I was playing some Stardew on my own on my PlayStation. I haven't played it in a while, but I was playing some Stardew. And then I played some. Oh, I was running my Shiny Den. Yes, guys. Shiny Dens are back. I was running a Shiny Den on Sword and Shield. I have the currently in the, queen returns. I currently have Bill Tank Toros, Buffalinch, Sincino, Licky Licky, and Lickitungs going. I will be switching that den probably. This episode will be out on the eighth. It'll probably be switched by the tenth. I'll decide if I run it again this weekend at all, but it'll probably be getting switched by the tenth. Val, please. To a Val, Zora. Please. What? When am I gonna when Licky Boys? I want my Licky Boys. I had ran it on stream, sir. You would know that if you watched my streams. Well, yeah. sorry, I don't catch every oh, stream that you do, Val. I was gonna ask if you. I stream regularly, sir. I probably gonna stream tomorrow for a little bit. I have some stuff going on this weekend, though. So yeah, finish it. I want a Licky Child. Um, I want a shiny Licky Boy. Anyway. I was playing some Animal Crossing because of the new update with the Mario stuff. I do have my warp pipes, and I have actually set a warp pipe in my house 
and a warp pipe over by the shop. So that way I can just get into the game, jo uh, jump into the uh, warp pipe by my house, go to the shop, and be good to go. That's pretty smart, actually. Yes. So I have warp pipes. I have other stuff I've bought. But... Played some, played some Faz. Not a lot of Faz, but played some Faz. And then I played some Pokemon Go, because today, as of recording, was Community Day. I got my three Fletchlings and turned the game off immediately after because I was sick of it. <laughs> oh, was Fletchling Community Day? That's cool. I didn't yes, hear about that. I played, I played Masters. I got angry with Masters because I'm trying to pull fucking Pearson, uh, Leon. I can't pull them, but I did finally pull Lysander and Yveltal, so... Happy about that. Dope. But pretty sure. That's oh, there was there was one thing that you haven't been able to talk about yet, Val, since you haven't been on the podcast a couple weeks. I think PlayStation announced something you're happy about. Yes! Oh, you're right. PlayStation announced the new VR, and I'm so excited. I actually want to get a PS5 now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have been. It's a little bit of a side side note here guys but like i have been like kind of adamant about not jumping on the ps5 hype right away like i mean i do want one i was planning on getting it right away because like you know i gotta save money you know times are tough and i don't want to trade in my ps4 for a ps5 knowing i will probably never get one in like the next month and a half but uh dj decided uh, actually told me that they have announced the new uh, PS5 VR system and it's single cable and it's supposed to be so much better. It's supposed to be similar to like a Quest and I'm like, okay, now I gotta get a PS5 because I have to play Beat Saber in better conditions that I normally play it in. So I'm actually excited for this new VR and it just makes me want to get a PS5 now. So imagine my disappointment when Best Buy sells out of them in five minutes. Oh man. I just need a VR headset where my fucking eyes don't sweat when I fucking play it. Oh, I also played some uh, House Slipper again. I just played that a little bit. It's a little bit of a relaxed time for myself because I got bored. And I didn't really want to do much, but... Uh... Excuse me. It's been a long day. Um... Yeah, really, for the most part, I haven't actually played a lot of stuff for, like, a long period of time other than when I'm streaming. Just because I've been busy. I had an exam yesterday, so I was studying and stuff like that. Like, I actually had to do the adult thing and pay attention in school so I can actually graduate. But, yeah, I did play a handful of stuff. And, yeah, I know I haven't been out for a couple weeks, so a lot of that has also been from, like, the last couple weeks, too. Which, if I'm going to say that, I played some Raft, too, but, I mean, I don't remember. I was playing on Raft now, so. Yeah, that's it. All right. Riley, what have you been doing? What's up? Well, I've been playing some f video games. I played a game or two. Uh... I played a little bit of Dragon Ball Fighters on my Switch. I started the story mode for a little bit. Didn't really get that far into it. Because uh, playing my Switch in portable mode in my bed is a very painful experience for my arms. So I don't do it very long, usually, when I do it. 
fair. I have to hold it, hold it over my head, and it hurts my arms when I do that for long. So yeah, I played that for a little bit. I I, I did like various Pokemon shit. I'd like I, I started a Shield Nuzlocke. I'm one badge into that. It it went fairly well for the first leg of gameplay. I only had the loss of my Butterfree, who you know, uh, flying type has gust. Brought him out to deal with a timber, but hey guys, timber knows rock throw, and Butterfree is quad weak to rock. So that's what happened there. <laughs> you should have known that. You didn't know that. That's I forgot like that. I, I forgot the timbers got rock throw so early. I forgot about that. I was just like, oh, timber, Gus. And then he was like, have a rock. And I was like, oh no. And that's how that went. So there was that, uh, and then there was, uh, uh, I guess I'll just mention this now, because this was supposed to be like a whole podcast project. Uh, so on, on the Pokemon Variety Hour feed, very briefly back in the day, I did something called Nuzlocke Diaries, where I was chronicling my Nuzlocke of Pokemon White, but that ended due to a technical failure. And uh, I tried to restart it again with Black and White 2, but I immediately wiped the first gym, so... So that that happened. That didn't go quite as planned. <laughs> Black and white two are hard, especially because I was trying to do it on challenge mode. Um, I guess. And uh, the main, the big Nuzlocke, which I've talked about for the past couple weeks, my Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke, the the destined run, the run to 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 win all of them. Fucking Pokemon Emerald. I now officially have all eight badges, folks. I got them all. Woo! I didn't die. <laughs> there's some there's some unfortunate uh, demises along the way, though. I don't remember uh, where we were last time. I know I hadn't taken on Tate and Liza yet, which, yeah, guys, I took on Tate and Liza. And uh just run to them. I did it perfect. There was some RNG in my favor. And none of my friends died. And then immediately, I'm like, I need to find heart scales because I want to make my Torkoal in the box usable because he doesn't have curse. Because I caught him like at a level where he learned something else, so he did, he had curse overwritten. So I'm item findering for for heart scales, right? And I'm pressing the select button because the select button is the registered item button. And on my RetroPie, when you press select in, like, I believe R1, it resets the game. And I accidentally did that. And it took oh, me man. back to before the Tate and Liza fight. So I had to do that again. And that time I lost two Pokemon. <laughs> One of which was my sweet baby Vileplume, who just kind of was my new starter, because my fucking Grovile died to Brawly. That Vileplume just became my starter after that, pretty much. And he died a horrible death to a Lunatone. He probably shouldn't have even come out during that fight, because he's very obviously weak to Psychic. But he was the best option I had, and it worked out the previous time. But that time, the Lunatone got a Calm Mind up, and it crit. So it did not go quite as well. Oh my... Uh, so that's how that's going. Uh, Juan, actually, the final gym, I, uh, I I did him completely bloodless because um, I went in with kind of a risky plan because he has some strong boys. Basically, my plan was to lead with my Electrode, 
use light screen to minimize the damage from the water attacks, and just thunderbolt my way to victory. But then Juan led with a love disc, and I said, love disc is garbage. I can set up dragon dances in its face, and that's exactly what I did. I switched to my Altaria, I dragon danced, and I fucking ripped through Juan's entire life. Wow. So that's how that went, and now I'm going into the Elite Four, and I'm kind of scared, because I'm running some boys that I love them dearly, but I don't know if they're going to quite perform, and I haven't had enough good encounters to replace them with cool shit, so I kind of just got to do what I got to do. It's scary, because Elite Fours are very scary when you can't use healing items. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes for me. Uh, but <laughs> get back to you next week with inevitably that horrible, horrible wipe that I'll experience. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And then finally, this is something that I haven't quite played, but I've obtained it. So I went on Amazon.com and I got myself a copy. Again, I've lost this game more times than any person should reasonably lose a copy of the same video game. But I once again bought a copy of Pokemon Y. And it is currently sitting on my dresser, waiting to be played, because Blastburn Radio is back, and they're playing X and Y. So I've got my copy ready for my play-along run. So yeah, that's exciting, because X and Y are some of my favorite games of the series. And I can't wait to fucking tackle them. I'm so excited to the point where I considered just starting early, but nope, I gotta wait. I gotta wait, because I wanna do... Uh, close to BBR's rule set, so I got to know what it is before I go in. It's, it's it, the weight hurts. The weight hurts. I want. I want my. I want my Pokemon Y. I want my Kalos. I can feel Kalos calling out to me. Uh, but yeah. Oh, uh, update. Uh, last week, if you'll remember, I accidentally purchased uh, what DJ told me was a porn game. Uh, update. As it turns out, it is not a porn game on the Switch, so I am safe. My my pure virgin eyes are safe. It's just Thank a shitty visual novel on Switch. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. <laughs> Alright. Well, that sounds like it's pretty much all. Yep. We are going... Oh my god, that took so long to get through all that. Uh, Actually, we... I don't think we heard yours. Oh, snap! Well, all I've been doing Odin, is playing... Odin didn't do anything. He doesn't want to talk about it, I guess. It's not real. <laughs> Odin's not real. I'm not real. Um, He's a figment of our I've, imagination. All I've been doing this week is playing Bravely Default 2, Minecraft, and Minecraft Dungeon. Literally. How is Default 2? Bravely Default 2 is actually really good. And my statement last week that I said that if you enjoyed Bravely Default and Bravely, uh, Bravely Second... You need to add this to your uh, library. It is so good. It, it really is. My, um, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, there's this really cool. There's this really cool function that you can uh, put and go off. On, your your characters in game will sleeping or going to work, and when you come back, uh, I think it has like up to twelve hours at a time. When you come back, you get like really cool items and and like money and stuff from it. So like, there's there's things that the game will do for you while you're not playing it. 
So it's pretty solid, and I definitely suggest getting it. That is pretty dope. That sounds like a good feature. Oh, yeah. I, I suggest getting it. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty much all that we have here, then. Um, we're going to take a short break before we move into our topic, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Pretty good. Today's today's topic's pretty good. I think a lot of people like doing this. Uh, we all have a lot of real think about. DJ, what's our topic? Hmm. If I do, if I do recall, it does be that. Of memorable boss battles that have stuck with us through our gaming years. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is correct. Today we're going to be talking about our most memorable boss fights. Only a couple. We'll, we'll, we'll go over a couple. If you want to hear more, definitely shoot us a message and we might do a part two. Who knows? You never know. But stay tuned. Today we're going to... Yeah, stay tuned basically for it. But we got to hear it from you guys first. So, Colo. Yes. Most memorable boss fights. All right, so a little behind the scenes. I didn't have anything cuz I was put on the spot. So, this entire this entire time I've just been doing research shit just trying to get ready get ready cuz I Yeah. But I got some. I got three. So I'll do one right now. Okay. Uh, Taboo from Super Smash Bros. Ooh. Brawl. So Taboo is the final boss of uh, Super Smash Brawl. Uh, Taboo is a supernatural en- entity who embodies the essence of the subspace, which is the air- which is basically the area that you travel through uh, during the story mode. His main plan is to conquer the universe... Which is basic by taking out all your fighters and turning them into trophies. Uh, he has a variety of attacks, including a move where he moves into the background, spreads his wings, and basically okos you if you don't actually avoid it. So, this, when I was a kid, it was very, very hard to beat. Because, you know, video games are hard when you're a stupid child. So, this one is stuck with me just because... Uh, Brawl was the first Super Smash Bro, the first Smash game that I ever played or ever owned as well. So, Taboo is one of the coolest boss fights I ever had. That's fair. Also, no, I'm not actually reading off a uh, Wikipedia for once. <laughs> DJ, what's one of your most memorable boss fights? I think the one that always sticks with me is the final fight against Xemnas in Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Throughout the game, Xemnas is just messing with you. He's, he's, he's screwing with you. And when you finally get to the, the final round in the world of nothing, it's a, you're in a white void as Sora and Riku enemies turned friends for the f- for the rest of the series thankfully together you must take him on once and, once and for all and end the threat of the organization 
So you have Zemnis, who's now, for some reason, in a white cloak when he's been in a black cloak the whole time. Literally teleporting around the field, sending out black thorny vines to stab you to death. And you have to dodge around him while using uh, Sora to attack and Riku as support and command attacks. While he's also uh, shooting lasers at you. And it comes to a head when you and Riku get surrounded by a cage of lasers that just uh, start firing and you have to be guarding and uh, using Riku's command in order to not basically get turned into Swiss cheese. And then it finishes off with Riku and Sora using using their keyblades together to eliminate the threat. And they themselves getting cast off into the world of darkness, never to be seen again. Thanks for spoiling Kingdom Hearts 2 for me, DJ. I'm only at the end of one. Come on now. I never said that's how it ends. I said that's Uh-oh. how the fight ends. Uh-oh. You should have played him faster. Get on that. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 2 has been out for what? 13 years? I still have a fuck ton of grind to do in Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, before I finished that game, I had to gain, like, 15 levels, <laughs> which takes an absurdly <laughs> long time. I think you have to finish Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> Get to it, Buttercup! I never finished Kingdom Hearts 1. Alright. But yeah. Xemnas versus Riku and Sora. Amazing boss fight. Alright. Val! Um, so, one of the most memorable games I have coming to my mind right now is Battling Taboo and and, uh, Brawl. Only because this isn't just, like, you know, beating Taboo, okay, no, beating No, this is beating Taboo on, like, Expert Hard, whatever the mode is called. Holy shit. It's fucking hard, man. It is hard. I, I remember, I... I tried to, like, me, it was me and my siblings. We actually took turns going through and trying to beat him. And it took us, like, 12 hours to do it. It sucked. Because, I mean, he's got his fucking, like, butterfly wing shit and his lasers. And we're just like, nah, 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 nah. We can't. It took forever. So Taboo, by far, is in my head as one of the hardest boss fights I've done. And it's only because of this mode and also, you know, broke weak controllers. Yeah, motion controls suck. And even still using the Joy-Con and the Wiimote, it just, it wasn't good. And this is before, you know, we, because all of our GameCube controllers at the time were either... They either had stopped working completely, or we had actually let one of our cousins borrow them. So we didn't have them at the time to do it. So we were like, no, we're doing this. We're going to battle Taboo. Instead of waiting to do it, we're like, no, we're just use the Wiimotes. It'll be okay. Beating Taboo on, like, Ultra Hard or whatever the hell it's called with Wiimotes, it sucks. Brawl had motion control? Brawl, Brawl itself didn't, but just using the Wiimotes in general, 
just having that because from going from the melee control, like going from the GameCube controller and stuff. The melee controller. Melee controller. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen here, you. It is midnight and I'm exhausted. Leave me alone. Anyway, going from playing on the GameCube controllers and like mastering like GameCube controllers, going to the Wiimote, it sucked. And obviously, we tried to do this as quickly as possible, and it just did not work. So yeah, Taboo, in my head, is a very memorable boss. I know you... Uh, so yeah, I'm tired, so you can tell. I know that uh, most people would be like, Oh, God, Taboo, why, why? Why did you play this stupid story arc in Smash Bros? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know why we played it either. To be fair. Fuck would say that about subspace. Subspace was the only good part of Brawl. I don't know. Some people would, but yeah, it it sucked. I, I taboo by far. He he didn't scare me, but he kicked my ass like a lot. But I did it. We beat him. We did get him. It just took a long time. Lol. I haven't even I haven't played Brawl since like age eight. I never made it past the fucking Pikachu and Zero Suit Samus level. No, we did that. That was easy. Alright. Riley. Okay. So don't don't fucking at me, any of you or the listeners. This is a little bit cheating in a way. Because it is two boss fights, technically, but they are very interconnected. I will choose one for the record, but I have to talk about both. Because they play into each other. Okay. So, Pokemon Black and White. I was just about to say, if you say Pokemon, I'm going to beat your ass. It is Pokemon. It's Pokemon Black and White, specifically. When you, you walk into the Pokemon League, you fight the Elite Four... And instead of the champion, fucking Team Plasma takes the place over, and you fucking go in there, and first there's the legendary fight. The legendary fight's not what I'm talking about. You fight the legendary, you catch the legendary. It's a good time. And then you have the final face down with N, who has the other legendary, and it's a fucking intense fight. The N fight is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's... Oh, wait, because I played Black and White, too. I didn't play Black and White. Yeah, no, this is Black I don't remember and White. This, I don't remember this actually happening. Yeah, so you fight N with your legendary. It's the final face-off, a battle of ideals. But even when you beat N and you think it's all over, Getsus appears. And he's like, the fuck you, N. You were just a tool. And you're obviously a really fucking shitty tool because you couldn't even beat this child for me. So I'm going to step in and do it myself. And Getsus reveals his whole plan to you. Team Plasma's whole liberating Pokemon thing was a ploy for him to get all the Pokemon and rule the world. And he fights you. And he is really fucking hard. So these two fights just combined the crescendo of Black and White's story and just being really fucking hard. Like... This boss fight is really memorable for me because I remember I got to this part of the game when I was younger during a Christmas party. And I remember I kept losing to N and losing to Getsus. And when you lose to Getsus, you have to fight N again. 
So I kept like beating N and then losing to Getsis and then having to fight N again. And that kept happening. And eventually I was so distracted by fighting N and Getsis like eight times that my mother actually took my DS away. So, so wow, you're bad at this. I was young. Probably my whole party wasn't even leveled. It was just like a level fucking 87 starter and a bunch of level 30s because I was a dumb child. Gets us easy. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Colo. Exactly. Continue to say the best, like, one of the hardest boss fights in Pokemon is easy. He is easy. That he is not. Five. No, you're just, just bad at the game. You're just bad at Pokemon. Getsus <laughs> is widely considered to be one of the hardest boss fights in Pokemon. I have never heard that, and I think you're making it up to make yourself sound no. better. I'm hold on a second. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you here. The first time I fought Getsus, I got my ass handed to me. See? Oh I really did. Tell me I'm bad at Pokemon. Do it. You're bad okay, at Pokemon. I'll admit. Yeah, you right. I'll, hold on. Getsus can be hard. Like a lot of the final final uh per- was not prepared for his Pokemon shenanigans. Are hard. However, However, if you're a smart cookie like everybody else, you learn from your mistakes and you don't make your mistakes again, and then you go beat their ass the second the second time around. Look, I, I was a the- fucking child. Listen, I'm three gyms into Pokemon Black right now. I forgot to mention I was playing Pokemon Black just casually for fun. I'll kick Getsus' ass when I get there. First try. Mark my fucking words. Talking okay. shit. Okay. Okay. Don't laugh when you don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about you, Odin? Riley, were you done? Oh yeah, I'm I'm done with N and Getsis. They were just a really cool Pokemon boss fight, and there are plenty of Pokemon boss fights you could talk about. And I assume Colo will talk about one of them because he was mad that I brought Pokemon up. I'm not going to mention one Pokemon. N and Getsis are very good. Yeah, no, I I have nothing to do with Pokemon in this list. Um, so my this is actually my number one most. I'm going to start with that one. Um, it's from the game Mega Man X Command Mission. Colonel Redips. The very end of it. Um, so, essentially, if you have never played uh, the Mega Man X Command Mission game, I'm sorry. I'm about to spoil the shit out of this for you. Um, Colonel Redips was basically a part of a... Um, team of people who are trying to fight against Reploids. Uh, bad. Like, bad bad robots, essentially, we're going to call them that. Um, bad, evil Reploids. Bad, evil robots. <laughs> um, he, uh... The entire game, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like, suspicion and stuff kind of, like, raised, but it's subtle suspicion. But like a lot of it, and like little in little bits and places, um, you at the end you find out that he was actually that he was actually taking the form of one of the uh, one of the hunters that you team up with in the game called Spider, and still kind of unconfirmed of whether or not if it was the whole time, because uh, he had this ability to copy other Reploids, so you don't really know if you knew the real spider in the beginning, or if it was Colonel Redups the entire time. Um, 
But somewhere along the lines, either they switch places or you with Redups the entire time. Uh, but the final boss fight for him uh, is called Great Red God Redips. Um, it's kind of a bitch. Like, it's hard. Because he has, like, two or three different phases beat him. And each one is more powerful than the other and can one to two shot you if you aren't prepared. If you don't use your abilities fast enough. Um, I I remember playing the game and grinding the shit out of it found out you can steal certain items from him. Basically, he fused himself with a material called Supraforce Metal. And it made him more powerful, gave him more abilities, and he changed forms drastically. It made him and real good at killing you. It made him real good at killing you. It really did. Like, uh, it's one of my favorite bosses of all time was definitely Colonel Redips and the uh, Mega Man X Command Mission. Lots of hours spent grinding the game and getting my character up to maxing him and all the other uh, secondary hard bosses that were available after post-game. But yeah, that's... Uh, I really love that game. That boss is my favorite boss I've ever fought. Awesome. Solo! Oh, back to me? Mm-hmm. Um... Well, another one, just because it was the first Legend of Zelda game I ever played, was uh, Bellum from Spirit Tracks. Never played if it. any of you have ever touched the the uh, DS game. I played a little bit of Spirit Tracks. I love the fact that Spirit Tracks exists and that it's Zelda trains. But I have no, not, not played not much Spirit, of it. No, not Spirit Tracks. Uh, did I say Spirit? No, Phantom Hourglass. You did say Spirit Tracks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've played that one a little bit too, but not not much. No, I mean they're both they both go in tandem. I love I love those two Zelda games. Anyway, uh, the reason it's memorable is be- just because it took me fucking forever to beat it. So, like the first stage is you fight the actual monster Bellum. And like this tower, like in like this tower, where you move up, like every level you go up is a different, different stage of this first meta stage or whatever. And it's like a tentacle monster, basically. And you move up and you use different weapons to do different things. Second, second stage is the uh, Bellum basically envelops an entire fucking boat. And becomes a ghost ship, and you got to use the your own boat to fight the ghost ship, which was kind of cool. And then the third one was basically just fighting Bellum again on the destroyed ghost ship. So I just remember it being really fucking hard because Zelda bosses are actually are sometimes hard. Yeah. Also, this was the first first Zelda game I ever played, so obviously it's going to be hard because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, there's also spirit tracks. I had a bunch of stuff written down on it. But then you then you said we were going to do like 2 to 3 and I'm like, "Well, I don't really want to do two if two Zelda bosses." So I chose Beldum, Bellum over um Maladus from Spirit Tracks, but they're both equally hard. All right. Uh DJ. Uh this one's kind of an odd one. It's more of a, a side boss, uh, but in 
Batman Arkham City. The one that I always remember is your small encounter with the Mad Hatter. During the game, uh, you get a call. F- you get a call seemingly from Alfred saying that something you need to be injected in you to help help you uh, survive the night. I'm not going to spoil the main plot of Arkham City, even though it's a years old game. Uh, so you you go to this strange little shop. You find what you find the the vial and you inject yourself with it, only to suddenly wake up strapped to a chair. Surrounded by shadowy, bunny-eared figures. You hear the voice of the Mad Hatter saying that you are now his. And then your reality warps around you. And you are faced with a Batman who now has a bunny mask fused into his cowl. And it looks extremely creepy. And you must fight your way through these other hypnotized, bunny-eared goons until you're able to fight your way to the Mad Hatter himself. You deck him in the schnoz and then you break his hat, destroying the hypnosis. And you are free once more to fight through the night. See, so yeah, I kind okay, of like DJ a screen. need a new career fight. describing boss fights. That was beautiful. Alright. DJ, was that all? Yep. Alrighty. Val, what's your next most memorable boss fight? Okay, okay, guys, this is gonna sound really, really stupid, and I don't okay. know why I remember this so vividly, but it's another Wii game that I don't, I don't know why I owned it, I don't know mm-hmm. why my parents let me play it, I had to have been, like, maybe 10, 11, I would assume, when this was a thing, I'm not entirely sure, but this boss fight that I'm talking about is from the game Pets. Cats 2. This game had to have been on crack, but I remember this game so vividly, and I still own the game. I refuse to touch it. But basically, the story, main plot is you're a cat, and you have to protect this hat, and this evil husky dog steals it, or husky dog wolf thing. I think maybe the wolf. His name was Ivan. And the final battle of when you're trying to steal the hat back from Ivan is just trapped in my fucking brain because that dog decided to just go at you with all of his wizard magic. (laughs) And your job as a cat (laughs) was to hide and sneak up behind it and jump on its back and try to steal the hat back. Val. Stream this game. Stream this game. (laughs) I don't have a way to stream my Wii. Don't you have a capture card? I mean, yeah, I do have my capture card. I mean, I could. Just get a converter. I... Yeah. I would need a converter. I would need a, uh, a, a converter for uh, AV to HMI. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. but, but, <laughs> I don't know why I remember this game so freaking vividly. But, like, even just, like, the, the only thing I had to do was, like, couldn't remember the boss's name. So I literally had to look up the boss's name. And just looking at the fucking pictures, I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe this was actually a game that I played for fun. And I remember it. I remember trying to save Paul Town or Paulville. 
But yeah, I don't know why I sh I mean I I can tell you why I struggle with this game so much because you're a fucking cat trying to beat up a wolf for a fucking hat. And I sh oh, the only reason I struggle for it is because you had to crouch in like these I don't know if they were I, I think they were like purple smoke clouds and these purple smoke clouds that both couldn't see you. Like you hid in them and you couldn't see. So you had to make your way across the map inside these purple smoke cloud things. And then try to jump on its back or bite its tail or something. I forget exactly how you had to beat it. But the goal was to steal the hat back. Uh-huh. And talking about it, I know I sound insane, and it sounds like this game is made up, but I'm telling you, you can Google it. This was an actual game that Val I played. on drugs. She's making up a game for the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> listen, listen. This game, I'm going to tell you right now, it released... And in November of 2007, I am not crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that was a memorable boss fight. Not because of the fact that it was difficult, because it wasn't that difficult. It I mean, it was a little bit difficult, but it wasn't that difficult. But because of the fact that it was just so fucking stupid, and I feel like I might have been on drugs when I played this game. But I wasn't. I, I swear to God I wasn't, because when this game came out, I would have been, like, I don't even know how old I was when this game came out. How old am I? I don't know how old I am <laughs> How old now. are you currently? Let's do the math. I'm going to figure it out. Hang on. Oh, I was 10. I was 10 years old when this game came out. I had to have been 10, if I'm not mistaken. It came out. Yeah, I was 10 years old when this game came out. I was 5. This game came out. How many years ago? 2007? That was, uh, 14 years ago. Yeah. And I remember this stupid, stupid game very vividly, and it's it's sad that I still own it. So, yeah, maybe, you know what, Riley, maybe you're out of something. Maybe I'll just do a blast in the past stream and go get a yes. fucking AV to HDMI converter yes. and stream this with my Wii. And you guys can all see what Fucking bullshit I dealt with as a 10 year old that I thought was fun. Yes. Game. Do it. Video games. Play them. They are good. That's the message of this <laughs> Do show. it. They're good. <laughs> yes. Don't do drugs, guys. Just go play Cats, Pets, Cats 2 for the Wii. It's a perfect substitute for hard drugs, is just playing Cats 2. <laughs> To be fair, I think when my mom asked me if I wanted this game, I thought it was going to be similar to, like, fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nintendogs Nint or Nintendogs and shit. And I was like, oh, she's Nintendogs for the Wii, but with cats. No, it was not Nintendogs for the Wii. It was not Nintendogs. <laughs> the sad thing is, this is Pets Cats 2, so I want to know what the first game was like. The first game was Cats movie that came out two years ago. Oh no! Wait, what? <laughs> the the, the cat that was two years movie? ago. It was twenty nineteen. It was not. Was it was twenty twenty. Remember Cats the musical? Oh yeah, uh, no, the game we don't talk about. <laughs> okay, so joke. yeah, like the first game. If I'm reading this, what this like the first one was supposedly about. 
it was the actual like pets and you adopt a cat or a dog. So that's why I was like, oh yeah, this is two. But then there's actually a different like series pet of two. <laughs> of there's actually a different series of pets to uh, oh, one okay. through five. So I don't know what actually pets the original pets, cats and dogs game was. Oh, okay. I was like, that's like if they made fucking Nintendogs 2 and it was a space shooter. You're a fucking dog flying around shooting lasers out of his eyes. Like, the fuck? Alright. So you good on that one then, Val? Yeah, I think my acid trip has ended. Alrighty. Riley! Hey. Boss fight. Alright, so I'm gonna be honest here. I have one, but I do just want to say that I'm bad at video games, so I don't get to a lot of cool bosses, so it's very hard to think of bosses that aren't from Pokemon, but I got one. This is actually not, I, I don't remember it for its difficulty, this is a pretty early in the game boss, but I remember it for it just being very emotionally impactful, uh-huh. and this is um from... A Naruto Shippuden Ultra Ninja Storm 3. Alternate. Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. I'm very tired. Um, it's, I believe, like the last fight of like the first or second chapter of the game. So not too far in. But it's the cla- the classic the classic Naruto matchup. It is indeed Naruto versus Sasuke. And this fight, I believe, doesn't even actually happen in the show. Or at least it only happens for like 20 seconds. But they extend it into a boss fight in the game. And it's uh, at the Five Kage Summit after Sasuke fucking wrecks shit and kills his fucking partners. Or almost kills his partners. And uh, tries to kill Sakura. Naruto has to step in and fucking do a fight. And the music, just very emotionally impactful. The graphics are obviously beautiful and they do a lot of cool things with the fight. Like, a lot of it is quick-time events. It's pro- it's probably objectively not even, like, a good boss fight. But just, like, the impactfulness. And this is the, this is how I experienced, like, the Naruto story. Like, I hadn't seen the anime arc or read the manga. This is how I experienced it. And it was fucking, like... It, it had me, like, in tears the first time I played it. It was fucking wild. Just, yeah, like, the music was really good. There were a lot of memorable moments within the fight. Like, uh, how... Naruto for a very brief moment somehow keeps up in sword fighting Sasuke. Sasuke has a whole ass sword and Naruto is using a kunai knife and he actually stands a chance for a couple seconds and that does not make a lot of sense but it's still cool. <laughs> the, that interaction obviously ends with Sasuke just fucking cutting the kunai knife in half but it takes a minute for him to do that. <laughs> There's a lot of good shots in the quick time events, and then there's the the visual aesthetic with the flashback part of the fight, where you go back to one of the one of the, like the earlier fights between Naruto and Sasuke in the series. You can choose uh-huh. between you can choose between their first fight, like on the waterfall, and uh, their fight at the beginning of Shippuden. And there's like a whole flashback. There's like Naruto giving an emotional monologue as they prepare to fucking clash. It's very, it's very impactful, and I will always remember this fight. I've replayed this boss fight more times than is humanly possible to count. I, I love this fucking boss fight. It's, vi- it's very artistically and visually pleasing, and I love it very much. 
Nice. Nice. Okay. Is that all for that one then, I I would assume? Uh, yep. And spoilers, guys, I think my next one's gonna be a Pokemon one. I can't think of anything else. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> re-chat, Riley. Re-chat. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't re-chat. Uh, I apologize. No, it's okay. Heathen. Hooligan. It's okay. It's alright. You, you, Jesus. So, my, uh... My, uh... This is gonna be the last one. We have time enough for two each since we're running pretty long here. Um, my final most memorable boss fight is from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, the final hazard fight. Um, so Was that on the DS? Uh, or not no, DS, Game Boy. Game, GameCube. Oh, Game... <laughs> okay. No, there is a Sonic Adventure 2 on the Game Boy. I know that. No, I'm sorry. Um, I just there's one for... There's one for Dreamcast as well. Uh, there's, uh, they did. Colo, you're thinking of the one on the Dreamcast. The one on the Dreamcast in is the one that's also on the GameCube, and it's Battle. Yeah, Colo, you're thinking of Sonic Advance Two on the Game Boy. Yeah, which is okay. Um, but no, my my uh, this is one. Of, this is my second most memorable boss. Um. I re- so I used to really be heavy in Sonic the Hedgehog, not Sonic himself, but the game series for for this type. Um, hands down, still Silver Shadow and Knuckles, three top three favorite characters. Um, but I really enjoyed this boss fight mostly because you first started off with attacking him like inside of the arc. And then he later on fuses with the Ark, uh, the Space Colony Ark. And pretty much the, the, the big final boss is a bio-lizard. Um, and you as, you as Sonic and whatnot have to go and deal damage to him like you do any other boss fight. But because it's space and it was Sonic... And it was what I was really into at that time. It held a special for me, so I really loved them. So listen, listen, listen. The, the the last chaos or whatever it's called, that fucking Loch Ness monster little beauty. I love him, and I did some music. It's a good boss fight, dude. It is gorgeous. And the switch out, the switch out of Super Sonic and Super Shadow. Yep. I'm gonna go blast freaking live and learn now. <laughs> Listen, I talk. I talk a lot of shit about Sonic Adventure Two. That boss fight is very dope. I, I'm looking it up now. I can't. Live and learn is coming out of my headphones right now. Live and learn. Hanging on the edge of tomorrow. Nate, Live and sing. <laughs> but yeah, um, but honestly, that is that's my second most memorable boss. Um, Colonel Redips and the Bio Lizard Final Hazard on Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um, it, it was so good. The game itself entirely was awesome. My, honestly, my favorite part was Chow Garden. Hands down. Chow Garden was the best point of the game. Yeah, Chow Garden, the Chow fun babies. little time waster. Oh, fun little, little time waster? Bro, I spent <laughs> days leaving my GameCube on. <laughs> Just running through and trying to make the perfect Chows. Insane. But I don't think I've ever I, I've never gone in depth with the Chow Garden. Like the most I've done is just 
fucking pet I, them and throw them. I had two <laughs> note. I had two notebooks filled, like single single subject notebooks, single subject notebooks filled with ideas, chow builds, everything, design colors because you could get That's other chow, chow eggs builds. from uh, because you could get other chows from like the Game Boy and um, bring them over, and you. Like certain chows, you can make like invisible chows, clear chows, flat color chows. Uh, you can make the old life form chows, good, evil, and the neutral. Yeah, lots of cool shit, man. Um, I made a lot of different chows, and they all had like different attributes and stuff that you could evolve them into. Some good for flying, speed, swimming, fighting, all that. Um, I made. Don't you have to like beat the shit out of your chow to make an evil chow? You no. You either punch them, you either hit them, or, and throw them as a good person, or pet them and stuff as a be- as a uh, villain. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. With that though, guys, we are going to wrap up the topic, and we're going to move into our bullshit segment. Be right back. What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? Have you ever yes. wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared yes. to start one? Well. To be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, us Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to the bullshit segment, everybody. Bullshit away. Adventure and advance are the same thing. Shut the fuck up, Colo. No one cares. Shut the fuck up, Colo. Okay, when you're forging in, adventure and advance both start with A V A V. ADV, so they're the same thing. So, so that makes yeah. Advil the same thing, too? Adventure, Advance, and Advil. Dude, they all take you places. <laughs> wow. Wow. Everyone knows the best Sonic I'm game not wrong, game. either. Everyone knows the, the best Sonic game is, is what? Unleashed. It's not a bad one. Not. It's definitely not. But <laughs> wow! Uh, How does a human being exist that likes the werehog? I don't understand. I think it's an cool. interesting conceptual design. Oh yeah, he looks cool, but his gameplay yeah. is absolute garbage. But <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's not going fast. Yeah, it's man. I didn't really? play a lot of Unleashed. I really didn't. It, literally, my 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 Sonic game 
that I played literally came down to the Sonic Air Riders 1 and 2 and the uh, Sonic Adventure 2 battle. That's where it was for me. Guys, we're doing the thing again. But what about Sonic on the Connect? Oh yeah, that was I the best one. Never did it. You didn't want to. <laughs> no. I played Air Riders though, like crazy. I unlocked knights and everything, all of it. Like everything, every item you could get. I unlocked it. Fuck yeah, dude. Um So I've got bullshit I got my topic of the day whenever you're ready. Quick quick little bullshit thing and then uh we can move into that uh discussion topic here real quick uh for the bullshit topic. Um Mojang, you need to get your shit figured out for Switch on <laughs> Minecraft Bedrock for Switch. Uh their your online platform right now is and is not letting me upload my work onto a uh realm. Please I love you guys. Get it fixed. That's all. Just finished my intense rock out session to live and learn. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which, so which also uh, allows me to point out the topic. I do have uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on Steam, and now I'm going to stream it. So. Do it! I also have Sonic Adventure 2 on Steam, and I'm playing it on my YouTube channel. Yeah, but you probably suck at it, so. I do. I do indeed suck at it. I mean, I probably wouldn't be much better just because of the fact that I'm using a fucking rock candy controller, but I just have to configure it the right way. Fuck the Tails levels. Fuck them. Fuck the Tails levels. D especially it's the one in the spaceship. Fuck it. I hate it. Yo, straight up, I'm about to listen to City Escape. Hell yeah. City Escape! The, the, the podcast canceled, everybody. We're just gonna sit here and listen to We're Sonic Music. Oh, yeah! Okay. So like this is this is completely different from a completely different game, but I want to go listen to Reach for the Star Reach for the Stars from Sonic Colors. I fucking love Okay, let's let's be real. Crush 40 went really hard on all these Sonic songs and they did a great job. Was was Reach for the Stars Crush 40? It was. I'm gonna check. Alright. Um, right, let's go ahead and get into that bullshit thing. All right, everybody, I will start it the same way I always do by saying we want your submissions for this part. Go ahead and send a voicemail, send an email, send whatever you want to send to me or to anyone else, and we'll talk about your bullshit topic that you want to hear us talk about. But today I have my list once again, which, by the way, if you wanted to know, my my source is... ConversationStartersWorld.com. Let me just go. point that out to you. So, the the question today, the discussion topic is: What does your personal hell look like? <coughs> oh no! Oh. That question. So, actually, no. It was like a sound team I'm, that actually did. Uh, I'm living it. Like, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, Odin, you sound pretty jazzed to talk about this. Let's have you go first, huh? What does your personal hell look like? Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I think my personal hell... My personal hell would have to be someone... Be living in a world, or in a place, or talking to someone who constantly gets my hopes up, and then crushes them immediately. 
Wow, I wonder who that is. No, it's it's. I've had it happen to me so much growing up that it hurts. It's like PTSD. I try not to get my hopes up about anything because I'm so scared that something bad's gonna happen. Be shut down. Like I can't. I can't do this right now. There, there is a man that we all know who has done this to me multiple times. I won't say it because I don't want to shit talk him. But we do. All, he is. He does exist. But anyway, is that is that your personal hell, Odin? Yep. Just constantly getting your hopes up for shit and getting it dashed. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good personal hell. What about you? I guess I'm going down the list here from how I see it on Discord. Colo, what's your personal hell look like? Being in a room full of people, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> so I don't know anybody. And having to give a presentation that I did not prepare for. And the oh. fact that everybody is like counting on me to get this done. So social anxiety is a very big thing. And I hate it when I don't actually... Person? So yeah, basically public speaking. I fucking hate public speaking. Especially when everybody's attention is forced onto you. Like, if they're on their phones or something, I could I could ramble for days. Let if I don't Let see you, I could ramble for days. If I know you, I could ramble for days. If I don't know you and you're being forced to pay attention to me, I am not going to be able to function as a human being. Well, isn't that whenever you talk on this podcast? I don't... No, this is like in person shit. Like, I okay. can talk to you guys because I know I know you guys and I've talked to you guys before. If I had all of our listeners staring at me, I would not be able to do it. So like, what you're I saying, Colo, is a we, potential... will never see, we will never see Colo on podcast. Yeah, I was about to say, Colo. So what you're saying is that a Pixels live show is not in the cards. Maybe. No, social anxiety is a very real thing, and it fucking sucks. Which is no, why I failed every call in. No, I'll just call in through a Zoom call, and I'll just... Not I not have the video camera on? <laughs> no, y'all can see me. I'll just cover up my screen so I can't see anybody else. <laughs> it's just a gif. It's just a gif of a dancing Raichu. That's what Colo's camera is. No, no. If <laughs> no, we did a live thing, in, like if we went to Podfest and did a live thing, I'd just wear sunglasses and not actually like look at anybody and just be like, "Yeah, there's nobody there." No, because the people's attention is focused solely on me for no reason, and they're like expecting something out of me. My, human functions just immediately stop. I'm not able to do it. I'm the opposite. It's my dream for Pixels to get to the fucking point where we could do a live show and there'd be people there and we could fucking yuck it up in front of a crowd. That'd be awesome. But, uh, uh DJ, Yeah, basically just eternal hell? public speaking is gonna be my personal... <laughs> public speaking forever. <laughs> Alright, DJ, what's yours? Don't have one. Oh, there's Aww. one. He's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps fucking Believe fair. me, the feeling's mutual. It's against the UN to subject people to cruel and unusual punishment. 
But aren't you doing that right oh, now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's subjecting himself to it. That's different. He made this decision. Lol. Now that would have to mean that that certain person's good enough to be considered a hell. Oh shit. Damn. Okay. Okay. Damn. Okay. Damn. I see. All right. Well, this hypothetical person probably doesn't like you very much. Well, this hypothetical person wants us to move the fuck on. <laughs> okay, Val, what's your personal hell? Living it. Oh, well, don't be depressing. Come on, pick something funny. It's I supposed don't... to be hell. Why is it, it funny? Yeah, why is it supposed to be funny? Yeah, Col Mikolo is the infinite public speaking forever. That's funny. Pick something yeah, well... funny and horrible. Hey, you'd get really good at it after a while. What, public speaking or just Event no like no eventually once Colo gets used to the audience he's in front of the audience shifts to a completely different audience and it screws them all up. Ah oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help Colo out of his own personal health does it back first. Alright. I no. I mean, like I, I again, no, I don't really have a well I don't know. I know what your personal hell is, Val. Oh no, what's my personal hell, Riley? Ochem for all eternity. <laughs> I hate you. This is why Val likes VR. She rejects reality and creates her own. Exactly. No. Okay, again, well, Riley, again, I, I'm living it then. I'm in Ochem again. So yeah, thank you for reminding me that I fucking suck at Ochem, and that's why I'm going to probably take it again and not graduate. Thank you, Riley, you fucking prick. Oh my okay. god. Riley, what's your talking, personal hell? Talking shit, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, the water. best one I could think of right <laughs> Why is water my personal hell? hell? I oh yeah, <laughs> my personal hell is losing weight. Yeah, that's a horrible thing. I was just gonna say running. <laughs> That that's probably true. running and not like knowing what from. Constantly run, that would be horrible. That'd be fucking disgusting. constantly being chased by an unknown entity. That's that's actually a lot better. I was just gonna say, uh, this is another one where it's like I'm living it, haha. But like just uh, starting Pokemon Nuzlocks and constantly getting murdered before the first gym. Just God, forever. you're such a baby. All time, you're such a baby. <laughs> Riley's Riley's personal would actually be sticking through a Nuzlocke after the first gym. Hey, hey! Now yeah, fuck that Smeargle. Fuck that Smeargle. Fuck that Smeargle. That Smeargle's bullshit. Fuck that Smeargle. Smeargle wasn't nothing. I took it out easily. The, the Val, you you don't get to talk shit. You you you, you fucking take me on on my turf, but you won't because you left the Poker Survivor server. Them Game Boy games, they're my turf. I, I, I know how to fucking Poke play them. I left the Poker Survivor server because I didn't want to fucking do it. I know. So you don't want to fight me in my turf. You're scared of me. I'm not scared of you at all. You're fucking weak. You're scared of Game Boy Color Riley. That's my turf. I'm not scared That's of right. Game Boy Color Riley. Oh my gosh! All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna, Riley, what is what is your what is your actual personal health? 
I, I think Colos is the best possible fucking thing, is just constantly being forced to run away from an unknown entity. That's actually a really good one, Colo. I think that is my personal The unknown hell. entity is vegetables. Oh. <laughs> I like vegetables! They're good. Clearly not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just like a lot of other things as well. <laughs> He's trying to say to eat a fucking salad. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Okay, I don't like raw vegetables. Alright. You gotta cook those fuckers. Alright. Alright. A bunch of butter and stuff that's not good for you? No, oh, it, they just have to be hot. They just have to be cooked. They don't have to have a bunch of butter and shit on them. Maybe Alrighty. like. Alrighty. Go ahead. Go ahead, finish. I was gonna say maybe like some fucking salt or pepper or something, but nothing crazy. Well. With that being said, guys, Colo, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter as Colo254. You can find me on YouTube and on Twitch as Colochu. And that's about it. Alright. DJ, where can our listeners find you? Follow on Twitch, twitch.tv slash djskywalker716. Please, come follow. We're close to affiliate. Please. Val, Don't where can it. our listeners find you? <laughs> on Twitter at LoneWolf8012 and you can find me on Twitch at uh, LoneWolf80121 I couldn't even remember my own fucking Twitch thing uh, Yeah, that's about it because other than I can post on my other shit I don't even barely post on my Twitter too it's supposed to be real Lol Riley where can our listeners find you and the Pixels Polygon fun stuff? Look, last time you told me to do this, I plugged, like, one thing and forgot what the rest of them are, and that's the same thing that's gonna happen this time, I and promise. Go. <laughs> and go. <laughs> okay, so, first of all, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter, at RileyTweets. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RileyStreams. You can find me on YouTube as RileyExclamationPoint. You can find uh, other podcasts such as Pokemon Variety Hour, another show under the Pixels Media umbrella. You can find that on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. In those same three places, you can also find the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, which is where a lot of the podcasts that I produce personally go. And yeah, you can find that in those three places. And then there's the MoCast, which we just recently had our 50th episode. It's not out yet. It's coming. Uh, but yeah, the MoCast, anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast. And if you if you ever want to reach out to me personally, the best way to do that is definitely by joining our community Discord. You can talk to me in the channels or DM me. I am all ears. Fuck you, Colo. <laughs> and uh, as for Pixels Media, the aforementioned community Discord, obviously. Then there's a uh, uh, look at the description. You can fucking email us. There's a voicemail number. There's so much cool shit. It's right there at the palm of your fingers in the description. And you guys can find me at by Odin's beard. That is Odin with two N's. I will forever say it and up on Twitter. How many uh, N's? Just two. I thought it was the five N's. It could be. You look. I don't know. It may not be the right guy, but at least there might be ends. one there. Twenty N's. Twenty N's there. By Odin's beard. <laughs> Odin. Beard. <laughs> but yeah, 
with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening to the 133rd episode of Pixels Polygons and Fun, the video game podcast where we talk about anything under the... I have been your substitute teacher host, Odin. To teacher. <laughs> oh, Hello? is someone else going to say their name? <laughs> oh, I just... Okay. I've been Kolochu and also here for two weeks in a row, surprisingly. Yay! Gonna to have a little, a little, ty- uh, a little uh, countdown thing in the uh, description of how many episodes Kolochu can be on <laughs> in a row. <laughs> episodes since, since Kolochu absence. No, no. After this it's episode, gonna be- it's gonna be days since last last seen Kolochu. It'll be, it'll be, yeah. It'll be like the little sign that, like, uh. From the office that Jim's holding on six days since Kolochu's last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just do weeks. So it'll be so one week since Kolochu's last podcast. Every time he misses a week. All right. Jinji, Jinji, take notes. This is a new thing. We have to start in the description for real. <laughs> All right. Next. Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. Good job. And uh, I've been getting my shit slapped by Getsis over and over, and also Riley. Working constantly on my lovely pentagons and hexagons while listening to some awesome Crush 40 in also Vale. Have a great night, everybody. Stay safe. Bye-bye.